Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. We've got a great show for you. What a guest to kick off a Saturday, one week and two days from Christmas. Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas, one of the most consequential and lively senators in the Senate, somebody who's always making news on the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's got a new book out called Woke and How to Fight Wokeism in America. We're going to have a really robust discussion with him today. And he's got three principles for changing the fight against woke America and the far left's effort to hijack everyone else's agenda and make it their own. Ted Cruz is going to lay that out. Of course, he has been such an important voice on the weaponization of the government, fighting the FBI, unraveling the Russia collusion case, and so much more. He is an incredible force in the Senate and This book, Woke, is incredible. We're going to have that at the top of the show. Later in the show, we're going to stay on wokeism. Then we're going to go to Hollywood. Christian Toto, one of the great Hollywood critics, a conservative, he is really one of the most important voices in Hollywood chronicling it from a free speech perspective and from a American perspective. Christian Toto has some words of wisdom saying that Hollywood's bottom line is starting to get Hollywood producers to take note that maybe they've gone too woke. Maybe they've lost their audience. This isn't something you're going to hear anywhere else, but it is something you're going to hear here. And I think that's a very important message. Kristen Toto going to follow up with Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz talks about the bottom line being an important force in changing woke culture. Kristen Toto is going to confirm that that is starting to happen in Hollywood and the movie industry and the music industry. He'll explain why. Now, in between those two great guests, Abe Hamaday, the current House Republican candidate in Arizona's 8th District, uh, former Attorney General, State Attorney General candidate, lost by just a few hundred votes, still has an election integrity lawsuit pending in the state. But he'll join us and describe why the border, the economy are so important, why the passage of the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, was a missed opportunity for House Republicans. They capitulated again. You're going to hear the same statement, I think, tomorrow from Ralph Norman, congressman from South Carolina, key member of the House Rules Committee. A lot of conservative Republicans thinking that Speaker Johnson bent too easily and gave the Democrats more than they deserved. Well, Abe Hamaday will describe why he feels that way. We're also going to take a look at the incredible failure of the military recruitment efforts under Joe Biden. 41,000 recruits short of the goals. And those are, by the way, were reduced goals. The wokeism that Ted Cruz is talking about, Christian Toto talking about, it's scaring away able men and women from joining the military. 
And we'll get a good conversation with Abe, who, by the way, served in the military before beginning to run for political office. So that's our show today. We've got a good one. I'm really excited about it. I also want to shout out one of my great friends and great players, Birch Gold Group. We couldn't do what we do at Just the News and John Solomon Reports without Birch Gold support. They've been there from the very beginning. And you have a couple days left. That's why this is very important. Red flashing light from John Solomon. Just a couple of days left to take advantage of Birch Gold Group's most popular special of the year. Now through December 22nd, for every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold Group, they're going to send you a one-ounce Silver Eagle coin for free. You heard me right. A one-ounce Silver Eagle coin for free for $5,000. Text Just News to 989898 to take advantage of that really great offer. With the market so volatile right now and all the warning signs of inflation, possible recession, why not put some of your hard-earned investments or your retirement into gold and silver, which is a great investment. You can also convert your IRA, an existing IRA 401k if it's eligible, into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, preserve some of its value, hedge your bets in this uncertain economic times. It doesn't take any money out of your pocket. And still, if it's $5,000 or more, you're going to get one or more of those one-ounce silver eagle coins for free. All you got to do to get eligible for this, text the word JUST NEWS to 989898. Please go do that. Let my good friends at Birch Gold Group know that you support John Solomon and you're supporting them because of that. Birch Gold Group is such a great partner for Justin News. We're so grateful for them for the years of support they've given us. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Senator Ted Cruz of the great state of Texas. Buckle your seatbelt. That's always a great interview. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great 
and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Welcome back, America. I'm really excited to welcome this next guest. He is one of the most consequential and impactful members of the United States Senate, a member of the Judiciary Committee, where he's always fighting for Americans' liberty, and now the author of an amazing new book called Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. This is something we're all waking up to. Our country changed on us overnight. Joining us right now, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Merry Christmas, sir. Good to have you on. Merry Christmas, John, Amanda. Great to be with you. It is great to have you, sir. This book is so perfectly timed. I think everywhere I go now, people are beginning to realize something changed in America. Our children were turned against us. Our military has been focused on something other than fighting wars. Uh, why did you write this and what reaction have you gotten from it? Well, John, that's exactly right. Look, look this book uh, uh, explains how and why the radical left took over just about every major institution in America. And each chapter of the book addresses a different institution. So, so the first chapter is on universities. And, and I refer to universities as, as the Wuhan lab of the woke virus. That's where the virus was created. It's where it mutated and it's where it spread. And from universities, it goes to K through 12 education, from there to journalism, from there to government, from there to big business, then to big tech, then to entertainment, Hollywood, movies, television, music, sports, then, then to science. And the last chapter in the book is on China, which I describe as a central nexus that is intertwined to all of them. And the book does two things. Number one, it explains how and why the radical left infiltrated these institutions from inside and turned them. But number two, even more importantly, this book lays out a positive, proactive battle plan for how we take the institutions back, because I think if we don't recapture these institutions, we're going to lose our nation. Yeah, so true. Senator, I wonder if if and maybe this is just me trying to find a silver lining. Um, It seems like things are starting to shift a little. I'm here in Los Angeles, very, very blue liberal city. But I've actually noticed uh, in, in the theme of what John said at the beginning of the of the show, Merry Christmas, I'm hearing more people actually saying Merry Christmas. And for most of my life, I've been told that we're not supposed to say that anymore. But it seems like we're starting to hear that a little bit more. Are people just finally fed up with the woke garbage? Yeah, look, I, I think that's awesome. And I do think we're seeing real victories and, and something like people are, Merry Christmas is a wonderful thing. And there, there are these puritanical scolds who, who, who want to stop you from saying that. And, and I got to say that the book Unwoke, it, it is a positive and optimistic and hopeful book because it lays out strategies that are working. Amanda, I think you're right that, that people are pulling back. We're seeing university campuses, the rabid anti-Semitism there that's being exposed. That is a manifestation of cultural Marxism, and it is showing just how extreme things are. And I'll tell you, I lay out 
three different buckets of tools we can use to fight to take these institutions back. Number one is sunlight and transparency, because the ideas of the radical left are wildly unpopular, and when you expose them, the people reject them. Number two is changing the cost-benefit analysis to increase the costs for an individual to go woke, for an institution to go woke, changing the ledger, and that's been very successful. You look at, for example, what happened with Disney and Bud Light and tens of billions of dollars because they put politics ahead of their customers. And the third strategy I suggest is for conservatives and libertarians with resources, people who've done well in business, to invest in the organs of transmission of ideas. Buy a TV station, buy a radio station, buy a movie studio, buy a book publishing house, buy a record label. And and the example I use on this is Elon Musk's buying Twitter, which I think is the single most important step for free speech in decades. Yeah, such an important thing. Owning the narrative is so important. For a long time, conservatives yielded that narrative to the left, and that's how we lost the whole generation of children. Sir, I I remember sitting one night finally in the Fox Green Room with you. We were going, I was right after the text messages came out between the lovebirds at the FBI, and you saw this extraordinary hate for a certain segment of America. The FBI is one of the ground zero places. You've been working very hard to reform it. What are some of the ways you could take these principles and get an FBI back on its feet? the way we all used to remember it. Yeah, look, I mean, and John, you've been on the forefront of exposing this for a long time, but but the FBI and the DOJ, sadly, are, are thoroughly weaponized. And I talk about this at great length in the book on woke, that, 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 that it started really under Barack Obama. Under Barack Obama, they began using the FBI, the IRS, the CIA, the, the DOJ to go after and target and persecute the political enemies of the White House. That happened for eight years. Then when Donald Trump was present, president, those hardcore partisans, they burrowed into senior career positions in the government. And during the Trump presidency, they waged war on the duly elected president from within the government. And it was utterly shameful. Now you have Joe Biden as president. And this is tragically the most partisan and political Department of Justice and FBI we have ever seen. You look at the four indictments against Donald Trump. In the history of our country, more than two centuries, we have never before indicted a president or a candidate for president. Now the Democrats have done so four separate times. Why? And the answer is is ironic. Look, look, the Marxists will always accuse you of doing what they're doing. And so right now, the Democrats, their favorite talking point is they're defending democracy. The purpose of these indictments is to undermine and destroy democracy. The reason the Democrats are weaponizing the legal system is they're terrified that the voters in November will vote for Donald Trump instead of continuing their abusive policies. And so they're trying to take that away from the voters. And that's what this book explains, Unwoke. How do you fix it? You put strong leaders in place in government that will root out the partisans who burrowed in that will get rid of them as you know, when, when, when I have the opportunity to cross-examine Merrick Garland or to cross-examine Chris Ray, as I did this past week, yep. I try very hard to hold them to account for politicizing and weaponizing and destroying the integrity of these institutions that are and should be so critical to the rule of law, and instead they're being used as political weapons to advance the interests of the White House. Yeah, so true. Yeah.
Uh, sir, I know that your background is legal and legislative, but I also know that from your book you can wax philosophical quite well. So I wanted to ask you about the philosophy surrounding boycott and use Bud Light as an example, because after the partnership with Dylan Mulvaney, obviously huge boycott affected their bottom line to a devastating degree. To the tune of $100 million, they are now sponsoring UFC, an organization that is chock full yep. of unwoke athletes, unwoke people who run the organization, and my goodness, unwoke fans out the wazoo. Is, is it a better tactic to reward a company like Bud Light when they are doing poorly and, and punish them when they uh, or punish them when they're doing poorly, reward them when they're doing well, or total annihilation, no forgiveness whatsoever, speed past them, forget about them? So look, I think both are approaches that make sense. But, but what I talk about in my chapter on, on big business is if you go back 10 years ago, 10 years ago, if you were a CEO at a Fortune 100 company, and let's say you're apolitical, you don't care about politics, it made sense, it was rational to give in to the woke mob because the cost-benefit analysis, there was relatively little cost, and the benefit was significant. The mob didn't come for you with pitchforks and torches. The 25-year-olds working at your company didn't come yell at you. They didn't attack you on Twitter. The reporters didn't come after you. The activist shareholders didn't come after you. And so it made perfect sense to just surrender to the woke mob. To change right. that, we've got to change the balance. And I think Disney, you saw it happen with Disney where they lost billions of dollars. And then Bud Light, you had advertising executives who looked down on their customers. They thought their customers were a bunch of ignorant rubes and they put their political ideology ahead of their customers. And the reaction was swift. Bud Light lost tens of billions of dollars in market cap instantaneously. That effect was powerful. And as I talk about in the book, what happened next? Target happened right after that. And Target again put their political ideology ahead of their customers trying to for enforce and enforce an extreme transgender ideology on little children and moms got ticked off. And you know, what's fascinating, Amanda, you look at the discussions among the senior executives at Target as that was unfolding. And what they kept saying was, we don't wanna be another Bud Light. We don't wanna be another Bud Light. That is really significant that that disincentive is there. We want the next CEO, the next corporate board thinking about doing this to say, we don't wanna be Bud Light. We don't wanna be Disney. We don't wanna be Target. That disincentive, may just well keep them out of politics and get them back to selling whatever it is they're selling instead of using their economic power to try to indoctrinate. Yeah, I was thinking of there. I read the book over the weekend and then, of course, 100 million was pulled from UPenn and you saw how quickly UPenn changed things. Yep. Yeah, your, your, your strategy was right at work there. I want to turn for the last couple of minutes we have here, China. The last chapter of this book is so important. I don't think Americans realize that China is trying to foster a lot of this wokeness to take us down. Explain that and uh, why it's so important for Americans to get educated about it. Well, look, China is, is intertwined literally with every one of these institutions. There's a reason today that Democrats are so pro-China. And the reason is the Democrat Party today is structurally pro-China. They're major stakeholders, big business, big tech, big universities, big Hollywood. All of them are in bed with China. China is pushing the Green New Deal in a big way. Why? Because America is the world's leading superpower on oil and gas. And China is the leading superpower on rare earth minerals and everything you need for wind and solar. And so they want us to shift our energy to what they control instead of what, what we control. You look at Hollywood. Hollywood censors their movies to appease the Chinese communist. And it is 
It is pervasive and we've got to stand up and fight. And look, when it comes to the woke agenda, you look at what is happening in Israel since October 7th. You look at what is happening on college campuses. TikTok, which is controlled by China, is aggressively pushing pro-Hamas propaganda. They are pushing Black Lives Matter. They want to tear this country apart and we've got to confront them directly. And in the chapter on China, I lay out a lot of strategies that are working and that can work, but we've got to confront them directly and, and, and not run away and hide. Yes, sir. We got about 30 seconds left. Just real quickly, President Biden's approach to China, it seems like it's emboldened them. That's a big change right there, just giving China the confidence to come into our country without consequence, right? Biden's approach to China is genuflect, bow, and give them what they want. It's been a disaster. Let me encourage your viewers, go buy Unwoke. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Christmas is coming up. It makes a fantastic Christmas gift. Buy it for your mom, for your best friend. Buy it for your crazy left-wing neighbor to knock <laughs> some sense into them. Or even better, buy it for your kids and grandkids so that yeah. they can understand the garbage that people are trying to indoctrinate them with. There's a lot of wisdom, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent in this book, sir. It's such a great contribution to our entire country. Thanks so much for joining us. Merry Christmas. We look forward to seeing you in action in the new year. Merry Christmas. God bless. All right, folks, don't go anywhere when we come back. We got another good one. Abe Hamaday from Arizona. He is a military veteran. He is running for the Arizona House seat. He's closely aligned with so many of the good Republicans across this country including Carrie Lake, who's running for the Senate. They're kind of a two-for team there in Arizona, making waves. Abe Hamaday is going to talk about military recruitment and wokeism and the failure of Republicans to do something more substantive in the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act. We'll have all that right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Welcome back, America. As Congress goes off into the Christmas holiday, military recruitment has fallen short by a little over 41,000 recruits. House Speaker Mike Johnson can't seem to get a FISA reform deal done, and President Biden's impeachment investigations, well, they're heating up in the top three House committees. So it seems like a lot of letdown that we're experiencing from nearly every sector of government. However, there is a new candidate class running with hopes to save America. And our next guest was on the ballot as the Republican Attorney General nominee in Arizona. And now he's taking his fight to the 8th Congressional District and just had his candidacy endorsed by former President Donald Trump. Joining us right now is Abe Hamaday. Abe, it's great to see you. Likewise, John Amanda. I want to hit on what I mentioned at the top, you know, 41,000 deficit as far as recruitment numbers. I don't think that it takes a military expert to understand why you see the culture, this 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 new iteration of military culture in our armed services and, and the leadership at the top, the top brass. Um, and it's it's to me not really hard to understand why young men and women aren't wanting to go into the armed forces. But you served our nation in numerous capacities uh, and in the military, of course. Talk to us about this. And, and, and are you worried that this is going to kind of be an enduring problem? I'm very worried. These shortages, you know, they've been happening ever since basically Joe Biden took office with the covid requirements. But, you know, even in my experience overseas, Amanda, when I was serving in Saudi Arabia with the U.S. Army on the first day of Joe Biden's presidency and when Lloyd Austin <coughs> took over this, the Defense Department, he ordered a stand down order to force the military overseas and everywhere to uh, learn about right wing extremism and white nationalism. You know, remember at the time, this is after January 6th. So, you know, it, it was very unusual for the entire military to put on a stand down order to get shoved down this ideology, talking about right wing extremism in the military, where, you know, I know I've been in the military. It's the military is the most beautiful thing because it really is the greatest equalizer of society. No matter if you're black, Hispanic, white, what religion you are, whether you're rich or poor, you know, you're you're there entering a job and you wear that same uniform. And I really I don't want to see that eroded. But unfortunately, with this administration, I believe they're trying to shove this diversity, equity, inclusion agenda within the ranks of the military. And I think that becomes very dangerous because the motivations for most people to join the military is honorable service and patriotism, not to promote this Marxist ideology. Yeah, it's uh, remarkable. I want to ask the NDA that was passed uh, before they uh, shot out of the town in Congress. Uh, it had a chance to address a lot of these concerns. And at the last minute, they folded and did not address a lot of the woke policy. Would you have voted for the NDA in its current form or would you have tried to hold out to uh, get the sort of changes that will bring recruitment up and restore confidence in the military? No, I would not have voted for it. And what's really disappointing is, remember back in May, the Durham report came out and every single Republican on Capitol Hill was up in arms saying they're going to reform uh, the FISA and with the NDAA. And suddenly, six months later, they all fold. 
And so where, where is that passion? Where is that strength? We saw what they did in the Durham report. You know, 278,000 times the FBI violated Americans' rights. So where's the accountability? We're, we're, we're rewarding the government by continuing this disastrous policy. So that is what I'm scared about. There's lack of accountability and for them to get away with it and seemingly for it to pass is is becoming scary because the deep state knows they can willingly violate the law and there won't be any consequences so i'm very concerned and i believe that a lot of republicans supported it because you know the same tactics that they use they say if you don't vote for it and there happens to be a terrorist attack you're going to be put to blame but you know this is where we have to understand we have political leverage right now and that's why i'm excited to be joining congress so i can stand up with some of these strong fighters there that we have. But the Republicans, we need to start growing a spine because if we lose this country, if the deep state is able to get away with what they've been doing in the FBI, in the CIA, at the DOJ, you know, we are not going to become a republic any longer. And I think everyday Americans are seeing that march right now. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. Mm. It's terrifying to see. And it's also terrifying to see what's happening at our southern border. And You know, earlier this year, we saw something peculiar. We saw New York Mayor uh, Eric Adams speak out against the Biden administration, expressing his own concerns over the the resources being expended by his city to take care of illegal immigrant issues. Uh, And then a few weeks ago, I saw your governor in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, speak out and, and basically say, pay up federal government because you're making us spend our own resources to protect our own border. And you're supposed to be doing that. Was that peculiar to you? And what do you think the motive was behind it? Was it was it wholehearted? No, it's not wholehearted. She, Katie Hobbs, I mean, she's a puppet. She, she, it, the political class is running that, that administration. But I think what we're seeing now is in Arizona, it's undeniable the invasion that's really going on where, I mean, everybody is coming across the southern border. I mean, you're having record numbers, and I think it's accelerating now. So, you know, obviously it's unsustainable. And I think uh, some Democrats, whether they're governors or cities, they're, they're recognizing that this is becoming, this, this, possibly could collapse the their infrastructure. So that is what's really worrisome. You know, I was traveling to Washington, D.C. last week, Amanda. You know, I was at the airport at 12 a.m. And, you know, you see these illegal immigrants at the airport, right? I mean, they're, they're carrying the plastic bags and so many Americans, they're seeing it with their own eyes. So, you know, you don't even have to be in a border state to witness the effects of what's happening. But unfortunately, what's going on is that the federal government is really acting as a as a travel agency for these illegals. I'm not seeing any enforcement mechanism. You know, here in Arizona, they shut down a port of entry because they had to deal with the influx of illegals. And so they had to shut down the legal port of entry. Can you imagine that? So uh, it, it's, it's becoming scary. And when you have 8 to 10 million people cross our southern border in such a short amount of time, it's going to put a strain on the hospitals, on the city infrastructure, on, on rental house, uh, pricing. So I'm very concerned. But with this administration in power, I'm not sure what more that can be done other than impeaching Mayorkas. And as we've seen, Republicans didn't, you know, some Republicans didn't even join on that uh, on that proposal. So you know, we have to start getting tougher and we need to start electing stronger America first Republicans into Congress. 
Yeah, exactly what uh, Congressman Ralph Norman said in the block just before you. Uh, there seems to be a growing consensus. That may be the only solution. Uh, Abe, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Middle East right now. Obviously, you served uh, in conflict. There is uh, a significant amount of attacks occurring almost daily on our troops. We know who's funding it, Iran. We know who gave uh, the resources to Iran, the Biden administration, with all the deal making they've made. Uh, does that also affect the morale and uh, the mindset of our troops, knowing that every day they're sitting there getting a pot shot and we're really not responding in a way that puts the enemy at, um, at a disadvantage? Absolutely. It's, it's almost whack-a-mole situation where we have to, you know, really go to the root cause of all of this. It's Iran. Iran is giving the Houthi rebels who are, you know, before they were just this you know, renegade group, and now they have long-range missile technology. They give these weapons <clears throat> to the Iraqi and Syrian uh, Iranian forces who are who are over there the terrorist organizations who are over there and now they're now they're sitting uh, sending rocket attacks to our, our military forces so you know i think there's been over 90 attacks on us military personnel since october 7 and can you imagine if president trump was in office i mean <laughs> you know he killed he killed he killed qasem soleimani on the battlefield despite all of the advisors even despite some of our allies saying that you know we don't want to escalate tensions and he did it and that's what it requires is some decisive leadership and instead you know i don't i think the iranians know they're just going to get away with it i think they look at anthony blinken and they look at joe biden as very weak and that's the mindset of the middle east you know they're tough negotiators they're they're but they also understand the world as it is and if they if you don't show strength they're going to take advantage of it and i'm not sure what biden has done to respond to any of the attacks on whether it's civilian uh, cargo ships or whether it's military destroyers i don't think there's been a strong enough reaction to warrant some sort of uh you know, a cessation in their activities. But I think Iranian, the Iranian regime has has basically signaled to their proxies to continue to continue to attack military forces and Israel, but do it in a, in a way that's probably not going to boil over. They just want to test America's resolve right now. Yeah. Yeah. Abe, um, one of the scariest aspects about this to me is, you know, I know uh, Americans look at what what's happening in the Middle East, Iran's involvement and that obviously affects our national security from a foreign perspective. But now we are seeing these devastating numbers of special interest aliens. Of course, the Bolo put out for military age fighting males of Middle Eastern descent coming across our border. We've seen terrorist attacks often happen, uh, not in the Middle East, around the Christmas holidays. Are you concerned that in the next few weeks we're going to see something like that here on in stateside? I hope not. And I hope that our law enforcement officials are taking this threat seriously, because just 10 years ago, if you remember, ISIS was really rising in Europe. I mean, they had Christmas Day attacks at the Christmas markets, at football stadiums. And, you know, America, we, we, send, we tend to have short term memories, but this stuff can really, you know, uh, change very quickly. And when you have this many people coming across our southern border unvetted, um, it, it, it's really a recipe for disaster. So that's what I'm really concerned about is the rise of radical Islamism, plus the tensions of in the Middle East that can possibly radicalize even some Americans here with homegrown threats. But then you also have to look at China. I mean, China, I'm, I'm seeing the, the hacking of infrastructure that becomes very concerning. I'm seeing the ch Chinese nationals <clears throat> crossing our southern border. So it's really multifaceted right now. And it's the, the worst possibilities happening. And uh, I'm hoping our intelligence and our military is taking this threat very seriously. All right, folks, a little bit more on the topic of wokeism, this time in Hollywood, one of Hollywood's greatest 
movie and culture critics, Christian Toto, good friend of mine, great writer, has got Hollywood and Toto, one of the great websites. He's going to join us to describe a dynamic he's beginning to see that maybe the Hollywood studios are becoming hesitant. Maybe they're picking up on the idea they've gone too woke for their audiences and they're scaring away people and that's hurting their bottom line. Christian Toto will explain all that when we come back from the commercial break. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back, America. Many of you know that here in Los Angeles, I live and work right outside of where many great and classic movies have been made. But big production companies in Hollywood have since fallen off, and a lot of the blame falls on woke ideology that they have since adopted. And while we're used to hard-hitting political and governmental news, why not spend a little time this Friday digging into culture and entertainment? And to adjust that, we have the perfect guest. Christian Toto is the founder of the amazing site HollywoodInToto.com, and he hosts the Hollywood and Toto podcast. Christian, delighted to have you back on the show. It's been far too long. Merry Christmas. Happy Friday to you. (laughs) Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. That's great. Okay. I have heard all about this leave the world behind uh, <laughs> movie on, on Netflix and the Obama's involvement. It seems like a lot of racial undertones. And by racial, I mean anti-white. Um, it's my understanding, though, that the Obamas actually kind of got involved towards the end of the process. It was already written and cast, and I think part of the production was already uh, accomplished by the time the Obamas came along. But what is? why is everyone panicking about this movie? Well, it deals with some characters who may or may not be racist. That's the start. But there's a sequence in the film where these two black actors are talking about what's going on. It's, it's a post-apocalyptic style movie. And they're saying how they shouldn't mm-hmm. trust people, especially white people. And that's the exchange, I think, that's really caught fire in social media. And, and it comes right after the Boston mayor had a sort of racially specific Christmas party that uh, obviously there's a lot of discussion going on. Do you think that Hollywood is becoming a little bit more sensitized to the idea that they're beginning to alienate a large part of just common sense Americans who just want good movies? They don't want political. They don't want political firestorms. They just want a good movie to go to. Yeah, I think Hollywood is starting to wake up. It's taken a lot of time, but I think it's the financial pressure that's been on the industry. That's really caused the, oh my goodness, what's going on? Maybe we should reevaluate what we're doing. So I think for the last few years, up until very recently, the money was flowing in, the streamers seemed to be very happy just writing all those huge checks. Now they're not. They're they're crunching down, they're canceling shows, they're uh, maybe even some shows that are not even produced yet saying, hey, that seems pretty woke. It might I might alienate some folks. Let's just kind of leave it as it as it is. So I think that's the general tone of Hollywood where they have to be more cost conscious and they have to realize what's going on. And that movies like Top Gun Maverick appeal to everyone and everyone rallies around them and other projects don't. 
And uh, I think we've seen some hard luck cases recently. There was a Willow TV show that, that got canceled right. after one season, a very woke Grease prequel season, uh, show that also got canceled after one, just one and done. So I think they're starting to wake up, but it's taken a long time and they may not fully realize what's going on and the, the sort of the animosity in certain segments of the audience where, hey, just entertain us. Stop lecturing. Don't you know interrupt a movie midway through with a a, a screed. We just don't want that. We want to we want to escape. Yeah, that's exactly absolutely. It. Christian, there is a family tradition of yore that I think a lot of people share surrounding the Christmas holiday. We're ten days out from Christmas, and a lot of people, maybe on the the twenty sixth or the twenty seventh or that time in between Christmas and New Year's, people go to the movies because almost every year. From what I remember, you know, from my childhood up until a few years ago, there was always some huge release around Christmas, whether it was something from the Star Wars franchise or Disney, which technically, I guess, Lucasfilms is under Disney, but some big breakout film. This time around, I mean, Wonka is out. I, I personally am looking forward to Maestro about Leonard Bernstein, but there doesn't really seem to be any big Christmas Day blockbuster film coming out. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, I think with the strike that was recently resolved, and I think that the the flow, the change is going on in Hollywood. You know, you mentioned Maestro. That's a big title. It's going straight to Netflix. It is in theaters and limited release. So things are changing. The landscape is changing. And there's an Aquaman sequel, which seems like no one cares about. That one's coming out on the 22nd. So we'll see if that draws any attention. I don't think so. I think we're both sick and tired of superhero films. I don't think that franchise really has the, the strength of the gravitas. But yeah, you're right. It used to be this moment where, oh my gosh, all these huge movies are coming. We can't wait to see them. And now you have a lot of Oscar bait films. And honestly, they're being released very slowly. There are some that are maybe waiting for 2024. Uh, American Fiction is a very interesting film. It's kind of a parody of the literary scene with a little bit of poke at the woke situation. But you know, Depending on where you're seeing this, I don't know if it's going to be in theaters yet. You know, it, they're changing these times. So, yeah, it, it's a different landscape for sure. And uh, Hollywood has had a rough year. I, I think And I think that next year might be even worse because a lot of these projects have been delayed. And uh, you're not going to have a lot of Marvel movies to kick around. Yeah, that's a great, a great point. I want to ask about one of the leading edges of Hollywood, which has had a rough couple of years, uh, the Disney Corporation. Um, it had a run of movies this year that all disappointed time and time again. Uh, do you think uh, Disney can rediscover its magic and reconnect with the core audience that it used to have? Or has that train left the depot not to come back? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think the possibility is there. It still has some of that gravitas. It still has a, a fan base that maybe hasn't been tuned out yet, but it is shrinking. But I think the bottom line with Disney is, do they want to? Are they willing to change? Are they willing to accept the critics and say, hey, maybe we 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 lost our way? And I think one example of that possibly is that the Snow White project, that one's been delayed for an entire year. It was going to come out in, in a few months. Now it's going to be in 2025. And of course, that was the kerfuffle about Snow White, the actress Rachel. Zegler was saying, gosh, that Snow White movie from the 30s was like old and stuff. And we're not doing that. And by trashing her own movie and trashing the franchise, I think she really hurt Disney. So I think they're saying, hey, let's take a breather. We'll push it to 2025. I think that's a, a, a small acknowledgement that there's trouble afoot. But I don't know if there's enough people realizing the amount of danger they're in as a company. 
Yeah, there's no doubt. I think I think for a lot of generations since the 1930s, you come after Snow White, Cinderella, or Sleeping Beauty, and we're <laughs> yeah, going to have words for that. You're picking a trouble. I wanted to ask you about where we are heading as far as technological advancement, because you've had uh, filmmakers like James Cameron and most recently Ridney, Ridley Scott speaking <clears throat> out about the advancement of AI within Hollywood. Mm. Of course, that was one of the hang-up issues with both the actors and the writer's strike. What do you see uh, in the future as far as the incorporation of AI into Hollywood filmmaking? You know, I, my crystal ball here is a little bit fuzzy because I don't think we know how fast things are evolving. You know, if you had told me you could recreate Harrison Ford as a 40-year-old man in a movie, I'd say, you're crazy. But we just saw that yeah. in the last uh, Indiana Jones movie. So I think that technology may be just moving so fast, we don't know how it will supplant actors, how it will change storytelling. I, I do know that I think that Hollywood in general, they've got to get these budgets down. They're just losing too much money. They've got to figure out a way to be smarter, to be wiser, to be leaner. And if AI can help, maybe that'll be uh, something beneficial. But, you know, because that the writer's strike, the actor's strike and the writer's strike clamped down on AI, they may be they may have their hands tied with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real quickly, uh, Christian, uh, I want to turn to the small screen. Uh, all of the major television shows, fall previews, well, they'll start after the Super Bowl in February. How odd a year is this going to be for television watchers? I mean, nothing is the same. I mean, th you know, I grew up with fall TV. That was the big premiere. Yeah. None of that is true anymore. You know, all the streaming platforms are releasing new shows, new shows. It's not really dependent as much on the calendar as it was once before. And uh, some of them get a lot of attention. You know, you think about broadcast TV, do we... Are we talking about those shows anymore? We're often talking about what's on Max, what's on Netflix, what's on Hulu. So it is it is wildly different than ever before. And again, I think they're being more cautious about what they greenlight, what they approve, what they accept, and what they cancel. They may not give a show the room to grow. All right, folks, that wraps up the Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. Hey, if you want to take advantage of that incredibly generous offer from Birch Gold Group, you want to get a one-ounce Eagle silver coin, text the word just news to 989898 today. You only got between now and the 22nd. Uh, that's only a few days away. So don't waste any time. Go take advantage of an incredible offer from my good friends. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the Sunday brunch edition. Until then, God bless you. Have a great Saturday with all your loved ones, your friends. Embrace, enjoy, and thank God for all the loved ones in your life. That's what I'm going to do this weekend. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, have a great night. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.